0: Welcome to City Diplomacy today, the podcast that brings you the newest developments in cities from around the world. I'm Nora Boudrein.
1: And I'm Ines Hamila. And today we're talking about a rising city network called MedCities. We'll also be joined by a special guest from the network as we discussed. So please make sure you listen all the way through.
0: That's right, MEDCities is a rising network bringing together cities from all shores of the Mediterranean Sea with the common goal of advancing environmental issues in their municipalities. It works with the local administrations to use urban sustainable development as they seek to provide better living conditions in the region. The MEDCities network was created in November 1991 by the Mediterranean Technical Assistance Programs in Barcelona as a way to advance environmental issues. MedCities counts among its members many cities that represent well the region's incredible diversity, such as Barcelona, where it has its headquarters, but also Rome, Tripoli, Gaza, Marseille, and Alexandria, for a total of 61 cities across the three shores of the Mediterranean.
1: And we're truly honored today to welcome our guest, the Secretary General of MedCities, Mr. Josep Canals Molina. Mr. Canals is an ecologist with proven expertise on urban issues. He was elected mayor of Corbera de Lobregat, a municipality of the Barcelona metropolitan area, from 2009 to 2011. And he's also worked for many years with local governments to protect the environment. He is now the forefront of many incredible environmental urban initiatives with his role in Cities. Mr. Canals is also an independent advisor of the Inter-American Development Bank, the Sustainability UNESCO Chair, and the Fraunhofer Institute for Applied Research of the German government. He's going to share with us some of his insights about MedCities and their mission, as well as the obstacles that can arise in this field. Welcome, Mr. Canals, and thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you very much for inviting us.
0: Now let's go back to where it all started. MedCities was born out of a common vision and goal of fortifying environmental protection at a local level. Sixteen cities were initially part of the network, all meant to support initiatives in their own Mediterranean municipalities, and this was at a time where city diplomacy was still a very rare phenomenon. Gradually, MedCities has extended its mission from initially focusing on local environmental initiatives to promote broader urban sustainable development through partnerships and decentralized actions. At its core, MedCities is here to support local administrations' capacities in terms of environmental impact and sustainability advances. MedCities conceives a future that includes generalized policies around the Mediterranean region to promote and regulate urban sustainability. This is why the network has partnered with other like-minded actors and organizations over the years. MedCities has been contributing to the Mediterranean Commission on Sustainable Development, where they have been an important member of the committee. It's also been acting as a member of the Executive Committee of Sustainable Cities and Towns Campaign, as well as a permanent observer of the Mediterranean Action Plan of the United Nations. All of the member cities can vote and are part of the General Assemblies.
1: Exactly. MedCities Board of Directors is composed of seven to nine members and they meet at least once a year. This includes the President, which is now the municipality of Tetuan, represented by the Mayor Dr. Mohamed Idaoumar. He's the legal representative and the head of the network. Then there are also two vice presidents, which are represented by the Alfaya Urban Community and the Municipality of Sfax. There's also a treasurer, represented by the Municipality of Asalt, a secretary, represented by the metropolitan area of Barcelona, and then about four other members. In addition, the General Secretariat, which is based in Barcelona, is the administrative body which assists the president and the board in their respective tasks. And we're very happy today to have Secretary-General Josep Canales Molina as our guest to share his knowledge about the City Network. Traditionally, MedCities operates on environmental audits and medium-term plans, which are then followed by programs that continue to carry the identified concerns into the municipalities in which they act. Another impressive part of the MedCities Network is that it's found its commitment to foster information sharing and engagement through training seminars and expert workshops.
0: That is definitely an important part of city and civic engagement. In fact, one of MedCity's greatest strengths lies in the power of shared experiences between its members. As such, MedCity has knowledge transfer centres based in the cities of al Fayha in Lebanon and Sfax in Tunisia. Knowledge transfer is an important task of this network so they can disseminate the concept of strategic urban planning and advance existing methodological tools for the elaboration and implementation of strategic plans. It also promotes the exchange of experiences between cities working on strategies. The Knowledge Transfer Center's mission is to identify best practices in the implementations of projects so that other cities can learn from them in a peer-to-peer learning approach. It also serves to disseminate and promote cities' strategic thinking in the region. They are responsible for keeping relevant debates active by fueling innovation and new ideas and expanding the network of practitioners and experts of the Mercedes network. It's definitely worth checking out MedCity's incredible online initiative elaborated as part of the Mediterranean Strategy for Sustainable Development. The platform MedUrbanTools.com provides a toolbox of best practices for cities, especially adapted to the Mediterranean region.
1: Going off from this, this knowledge transfer and peer-to-peer learning approach is furthered by a strong emphasis on networking between partner cities again, in order to share ideas and implement successful measures adopted by fellow cities. MedCities is a very active and innovative city network, with projects concerning city development strategies, urban services and the environment, and also economic and social development. For example, in terms of environmental protection, MedCities currently has a project on coastal protection strategies considering the effects of climate change in the provinces of Cadiz, Malaga and Almeria in Spain. It began in February 2019 and should be completed by January 2021. The project is benefiting from about 400,000 euros financed by the European Commission's Structural Reform Support Program, at the request of the Spanish Ministry for the Ecological Transition and the Demographic Challenge, MITECO, and the Directorate-General for the Sustainability of the Coast and the Sea, DGSCS. The Cities network is consequently very focused around environmental protection and sustainable development, particularly coastal management, as one of City's biggest advantages is perhaps its Mediterranean resources. Their particular relationship to the sea ties all these coastal Mediterranean cities together. That explains why one of Med apparent flagship efforts is around development of its blue economy.
0: That is certainly a big part of the network's mission. In fact, I remember Mr. Canal saying that the Mediterranean region is warming 20% faster than the global average. And Ines, I believe that Med Cities was actually created during the Barcelona Convention, is that right?
1: Yes, exactly. And maybe you didn't know this, but it's also called the Convention for the Protection of the Marine Environment and the Coastal Region of the Mediterranean. Much longer name. (laughs) This network was created in part to support the implementation of the Convention's seven protocols within the framework of the Mediterranean Action Plan. This plan is the principal legally binding multilateral environmental agreements in the Mediterranean. For example, MedCities frequently participates in consultations of the Union for the Mediterranean, the UFM which is an intergovernmental organization made up of EU states and Mediterranean Basin partner countries. It has the aim of reinforcing the Euro-Mediterranean partnership. Lately, uh, between the 11th and 25th of March 2020, they participated in the UFM organized consultation on the future of the blue economy in the Mediterranean region. There, MedCities provided suggestions based on their personal experiences on particular topics of sustainable food from the sea, sustainable marine transport, sustainable tourism, adaptation to climate change, and marine litter. As an interesting side note to some, maybe, in 2014, it was found that the Mediterranean Sea had had the highest density of plastics in the world, which to me, coming from a Mediterranean country, is pretty worrying. In some, med-cities, and I'm quoting here, its general secretariat shared its position on the transversal issue of governance for the blue economy agenda stressing the urgency of applying an ecosystem-based approach and the precautionary principle over the growth objectives they also prioritized the need to strongly engage local authorities as key stakeholders in that process this quoted statement they released to the public I find, is very realistic, and it seems to indicate they're really taking into account the current science-based predictions for ocean protection, as they're making sure to consider ecosystem conservation before any wild economic growth-based objectives. In fact, last year, researchers, scientists, international networks, and med-cities gathered in Barcelona to discuss marine-protected areas in the Mediterranean. It was an event organized by the Interreg Med's MPA ADAPT project, whose main purpose is to augment the role of marine protected areas as a means of adapting to and mitigating the effects of climate change on ecosystems. Among the prominent threads of the discussion at the event was the belief that the Mediterranean region is no longer just merely facing the effects of climate change, but rather a full-scale climate emergency, they also highlighted the need to engage local actors and practice a participatory and adaptive management of marine protected areas, which are all objectives I believe are embodied by MedCities. MedCities is also currently a partner in the Interreg Med horizontal project Panacea, which, um, as the previous project I talked about, also aims to maintain biodiversity and natural ecosystems by strengthening the management and networking of protected areas.
0: <laughs> that is truly impressive. And since its creation, MedCities has never stopped evolving to better achieve its mission, showing great flexibility and resilience over the years. Let's not forget that in 2013, the founding members of MedCities voted in favor of endowing the network with legal character. This was a bold move for Metcities, and it provided the organization with much more power and reach on the ground. Being a fully legal network opened new doors for Cities and helped it operate on a higher level. But Mr. Canals, we would like to hear your thoughts. What do you think has been MedCities' biggest achievement to date?
2: Uh, well, MedCities is an association of 61 uh, municipalities and metropolitan areas across the three shores of the Mediterranean region. Uh, so we help each other, we work together in order to exchange knowledge. So. Uh, Cities and local authorities are the ones who uh, the ones who, who face firstly the, the problems that are uh, on the streets. Uh, people is the, is the first door of the public administration. So um, uh, having the possibility of solving the, the, those problems is is an issue and a, and a challenge for cities. So uh, I think that our main goal achieved uh, as an association is that we can learn one from each other. Uh, that we can share our knowledge we can share experiences we can share mistakes which is more very very important uh, in, in for not trying to invent uh, the will every time that a given city uh, has a problem and in specifically i would say that we have created uh, a good tool which is a model uh, a framework of strategic planning Think that we are mid cities is renowned as an uh, association that it's good, if I might say so, good doing and helping our cities to do their strategic planning, uh, for formulating, developing, and implementing a strategic planning, and I think that we are renowned. Uh, uh, there is a, a model of. Uh, mid cities of doing strategic planning. So I think that this is one of the main goals that we have achieved and maybe there are, the, and, and this is specifically speaking, generally speaking, I think that's our main uh, achievement is how we, day a day on a daily basis, we try to help our, on uh, we, in fact, we help with projects and transfer knowledge our cities, our city members.
0: Well, these initiatives have certainly been well organized and executed on the part of Met Cities, and the results truly speak for themselves. But I'd now like to change direction and talk about what could be potentially improved. As it was previously mentioned, the city of Barcelona is not only where MedCities was founded, but it's also where the network still has its headquarters until today. Barcelona is home to many similar networks, acting not only in the Mediterranean, but everywhere in the world. We could in fact say that Barcelona puts itself years ahead of other European cities in terms of engaging with and welcoming global, regional, and even thematic networks. Important networks such as, to mention a few, UCLG, Educating Cities, Metropolis, or the CPMR Inter-Mediterranean Commission all have their headquarters in Barcelona. This represents a hub of networking opportunities and potential partnerships for med cities to take advantage of. However, I think we do not see enough of it from MedCities, which could definitely use new mutually beneficial partnerships with other like-minded networks, such as UCLG or Metropolis, in expanding their actions and widening their reach. There does seem to be a lack of coordination with other networks, in this. Yes.
1: That's absolutely right, Nora. And this was a point that had actually been brought up by Mr. Tiana, the former Secretary General of MedCities. We can only hope to see more Coordination and City Networks partnerships in Barcelona in the future. In fact, there are many opportunities available to cities, and time will only tell if they will take full advantage of them. One of those favorable circumstances is that we're just entering what the United Nations has proclaimed, the Decade of Ocean Science for Sustainable Development, so the Ocean Decade, which is set to end in 2030. I think that should present many opportunities for cities with the encouragement to improve and innovate on the themes of sustainable development and marine protection of the Mediterranean Sea. So, for example, with projects concerning marine protected areas, sustainable fisheries, or ocean pollution, particularly with plastics, as I talked a bit about before. And logically, I would think funding for projects to preserve the coastal region should be abundant, coming from places like the EU or the UN, or really any other international organizations. The fact is, cooperation in protecting the biodiversity of the Mediterranean coastal zone is really necessary. Member cities' alliances during projects are a step in the right direction, but in terms of opportunities, the network could perhaps definitely benefit from an expansion by including other important coastal cities in biodiversity-rich places. I can think of maybe Corsica or Sicily or even Greece. Talking about opportunities and expansion, Mr. Canals, do you know if MedCities is actively seeking an expansion in other important coastal cities, perhaps in regions with rich biodiversity?
2: We are not, uh, to to be honest, we are not much active in seeking new cities, but it is a goal for us to to find uh, new cities, Uh, mainly on the European uh, part of our, our memberships. Uh, because um, I would say 80% of our members are from Asia and Northern Africa, or Middle East, Northern Africa. So I think we need to improve in, in the participation, in the membership of new European cities, uh, mainly I would say maybe in, in Greece, uh, uh, in the Baltic states also. Uh, it's it's a goal, it's a, it's a will that we have to... To make real, so yes, we, we we need that. We we can improve in that. We can improve in, in be, being uh, more uh, actively seekers in, in in those cities. So the the answer would say yes, but we are not doing all that we um must do because we have uh, a lot of projects onwards and and. We are more concerned concerned now in how to give uh, the, the best uh, possible service to our actual cities, to the cities that we already have now. They always need uh, our help, but now with the pandemic and the, the climate crisis, they need more than ever our help. So we are focused now in helping our member cities, 61 member cities, but we need to increase uh, the members, uh, mostly European members, yes.
0: That's great, and we look forward to seeing how cities will evolve and possibly expand in the future. Now, we're going to move on and talk about threats, because there are important obstacles to tackle as a rising city network, such as cities. Mr. Canals, what would you say are the biggest threats to the resiliency of met cities as an efficient city network and here i'm talking in terms of social integration sustainable development or environmental protection
2: well uh, for me it's none of us uh, n- non- none of that uh, of of that but for me the main issue uh, or the main uh, challenge or difficulty that uh, the, the cities have is the lack of competencies precisely to uh, address those challenges that you mentioned. Uh, we have uh, problems on the streets with with the cities, have uh, refugees, we have uh, social problems, uh, social gaps, uh, economic crisis, climate crisis. Uh, our mayors want to improve uh, the services on on sustainable mobility, on a better waste management, sustainable management, or water and sustainable management. Energy sustainable management, but they they have they suffer a lack of competences, a lack of powers, and a lack of funding, risk of economical resources. Because in many of the states uh, we, uh, where our, our cities are based, uh, there is a, a lot of centralization by the states, so there is a lack of powers to the cities with that. In fact, cities are the ones that have the problems, that suffer directly the problems. The problems are based on mainly on the cities, but they don't have the competencies and the resources to do that. So that is the main challenge that cities uh, have to face. And uh, we need uh, new regulations. Of course, that these are the, the, the sovereign states that has to, that have to do that. But if I, if I had to say, something uh, the main issue is that the lack of competencies and of course the lack of a a shared uh, a shared uh, governance or or a shared uh, uh, legal regulation because many of of them are in different states so we have to face uh, when we are helping our citizens when they are uh, facing problems uh, we share uh, knowledges, we share experiences, but we have different regulations, different laws, uh, so this is a, a main issue.
0: Very interesting indeed, these are key issues that must be monitored moving forward. MedCities has been an important advocate for reinforcing the role and means of mayors and elected representatives in implementing new European Sustainable Development Policies. In the last few years, there has been an observable trend of local governments receiving support from big donors, but also being able to rely on international financial institutions, which have increased their lending operations for large urban projects. However, the problem is that when these institutions act in developing countries, they will often not consider local governments to be reliable partners in a way that may be informed by preconceived ideas of local administrations as being perhaps corrupted but mostly inefficient in developing countries. Instead, the lending institutions prefer to collaborate with national governments and their own agencies. For example, the Union for the Mediterranean with its Urban Project Finance Initiative, which aimed to identify and finance urban infrastructure initiatives, was involved in the Sfakhtaparoura project in Tunisia, as well as the Wed Martil project in Tetouan, Morocco, which are both city members of MedCities. So, these were large urban transformation projects in which the local governments did not have leading roles, consequently threatening MedCities' objective of empowering local governments to achieve their strategic priorities and to personally improve the lives of their citizens.
1: Going off from this, Mr. Canals, uh, city networks are often constrained to act under national regulations because of the lack of common legislation at the international level covering their actions. For cities, what would you say are the main obstacles resulting from this?
2: We can learn a lot uh, from each other, of course, uh, you, uh, regarding that we, that we uh, our member cities, have. Uh, different regulations and different laws, uh, the the problems are very similar. So mayors are used to uh, 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 have the obligation of uh, address their problems without having the competencies or the resources that I have. So they have to invent things that are very imaginative. So there are solutions that appear uh, you don't know where from, but they found uh, the solutions they need to, of course uh many help but they found the solution so uh a solution that uh, uh arose in in one in one place maybe can be applied or implement in the in, in a city from other country so in spite of not having uh, these regulations these common regulations which is a, a a great difficulty uh i would say that uh they uh Sharing the experiences is, a, is a, a great thing because they discover uh, how to manage things in spite of, of that uh, non common uh, legislation.
0: That's right, it will definitely be essential to keep that in mind to widen the reach of med cities in the region. Now, let's talk about financing. Important financial resources for med cities come from many Catalan institutions, such as the Catalan Agency for Cooperations, the AMB or the Barcelona City Council. MedCities members also pay annual fees on a sliding scale according to the population size, among other factors. But that's not all, MedCities also acts as a mediator between its member cities and potential donors who may like to finance local projects. As we saw, MedCities was created at the initiative of the Mediterranean Technical Assistance Programs. MedCities' projects continue to be supported by international institutions like the United Nations Development Programme, the European Commission, or the German Corporation for International Cooperation. Mr. Canals, the European Union's financial aid for city networks, such as through the EU Cohesion Policy, often only covers regions within the European Union, and not countries such as Algeria or Turkey, in which Cities has important members and partners. Do we need more representation specifically for international city networks and funding programs?
2: Well, uh, we we try to do that. In fact, uh, at least uh, uh, we've been doing this uh, for the last years, but especially when I uh, arrived uh, in taking office of a new secretary general uh, 14 months ago, Uh, this is one of my main concerns. How to give voice to our, our association in the international agenda? Because there is a, the agenda 2030, the sustainable development goals, the new urban agenda, which applies especially for the cities, but ha- haven't been decided by cities. This agenda has have been decided uh, has been decided by the United Nations, for example. Uh, so, the ones that have to apply this are, are cities. So, yes, we, we, we would need, to, I, was, I was thinking uh, the other day, I, I think that would be, uh, it would be, maybe, oh, of course, uh, political science fiction, but a council of international cities, the, there, there are associations, there is UCLG, there is Eurocities, there are uh, several uh, metropolises but maybe we need a, a renowned a recognized uh, ins- international uh, city council of cities in, in order with representation in order to give the voice and be listened and heard uh, among the 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 arena of the states the sovereign states but I, I know that um, nowadays this is a uh, political science fiction. But uh, if you ask me, what we need? What do we need? Is that what we need? We need uh, uh, a forum uh, where cities can give their voice, but they, where they ha- they have some quota in uh, uh, or the or, or where the states uh, would be obliged to uh, to receive some of the ideas, or at least uh, to listen to uh, the ideas of uh, the cities that, at the end, are the the ones that suffer, as I said, the problems, and they have uh, the main challenges and issues. Uh, climate crisis, uh, refugee and, uh, and forced displacement challenges, social crisis, are in mainly, of course, are in rural areas, but mainly in cities because in cities are where are established uh 70% or 70, 75% of the of the world population so cities must be listened but there is no that the case nowadays
1: now i think given the unprecedented times that we are living in today it would be impossible to overlook the very serious impact of the covid-19 pandemic City networks, just like the rest of us, have had to adapt to the crisis. I think you'd agree with me, Nora.
0: Exactly, Ines. And that's why MedCities has participated in the Cities for Global Health initiative led by the Global City Network Metropolis and showing its commitment to global health during the COVID-19 pandemic. More concretely, for example, MedCities was able to support the municipality of Ehden in Lebanon by channeling available funding from a donor institution, the municipality of Barcelona. The municipality was able to improve its crisis management unit, further promoting physical distancing for municipal services through the digitalization of some of its services, and support vulnerable groups by assuring food security with the Work for Growth, Grow for Life project, which encourages urban and peri-urban sustainable agriculture in the region. While these could be considered small interventions, they allow to contribute to reinforcing the municipal response in dealing with COVID-19 effects, and it also supports social inclusion in a country devastated by consequent crises.
1: That's right. MedCities has definitely been hard at work, even in the current pandemic. In fact, uh, Mr. Canals, could you tell us more about what has been MedCities' response to COVID-19 crisis and how it's been impacted the most?
2: Well, you, uh, you mentioned some of them. We have uh, we have been, uh, first of all, uh, giving our arena, our, our platform uh, to give voice and to share uh, the, the experiences that some of our members are taking in, in how to address this pandemic. And we have shared uh, by the initiative of Metropolis that you mentioned, but also uh, among us, our, our, our means of, of, of our tools of communication that we have inside our association, and as our secretary general, I send a letter to all our, of our mayors and presidents, uh, saying that our association is at their service, and and specifically we have uh, readdressed some of our projects that we have, for example, with the municipality of Barcelona, or with the Catalan Agency for for uh, cooperation uh, to development. We have re-reformulated the the our agreements in order to be more specific uh, to to the causes of to the uh, causes not to the consequences of the pandemic. Um, For example, um, in Lebanon, in Morocco, we have been working with those agencies, with with those Catalan institutions, for example, and with the with the the goal, the the target cities, in in those countries, and in 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 trying to to search or to find specific uh, actions, for example, in improving uh, improving um, our peri urban agriculture uh, in the cities, in order to to give more uh, food security, on one hand, and on the other hand, in order to maybe. Helped to arise some new uh, jobs to try to relieve the, the crisis the social crisis and economic crisis that this pandemic uh, arose so these are some examples for example on the other on the other hand we have been working with our four Turkey cities Turkish cities and we have uh, prepared uh, with them uh, a new strategy for uh, for Make uh, the population, some of the population, notice uh, and take care of of, of themselves uh, by some brochures, some t-shirts, uh, we will, some uh, communication items in order for uh, to to improve the behaviors uh, on how to social distance uh, and, and mask and 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 health issues uh, on the pandemic. So. We are listening to cities, to our member cities, what are their needs, and we are trying to respond by helping them in, 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 in the planning, with some with some funding, and, and the planning of campaigns, or as I said, or stuff like that.
1: As we wrap up today's podcast, I think it's important to appreciate the incredible work that's been done by MedCity since its creation, whether it's through innovative ideas such as the Knowledge Transfer Centers, or its many outstanding urban sustainable development plans. MedCities continues to build a greener Mediterranean region, one city at a time.
0: I could not agree more, Ines, although we've seen that with this success also come obstacles threatening the network's reach, both in financial terms and through national regulations. And today more than ever, we've seen that the COVID-19 pandemic has had significant effects on the network as well. However, we remain confident that MedCities has the tools, the capacity, and most importantly, the resilience to overcome these obstacles and raise the standards of urban sustainability in the Mediterranean for a better future. Thank you all for tuning in to City Diplomacy Today, the podcast that brings you the newest developments in cities from around the world. Thank you as well to our amazing guest, Mr. Canaz. It was a pleasure to chat with you about the current developments around your network, and as Mercedes turns 30 years old next year, we would like to wish you many more successes and a sustainable future in the Mediterranean.